Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 288. Well, I think the success quote for everyone, and I tell this to my kids and everyone I meet, you just have to do what you love to do, and don't worry about money. If you figure out what are you going to want, what would you like to do every morning when you wake up, and figure out a way to get involved in that field, whatever it is, you're always going to be successful, and you're always going to be happy. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Andy Cohen. Andy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Buckled up and ready. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Andy Cohen founded Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories in 1975. The emphasis was to offer enthusiasts the highest quality exclusive accessories for the world's finest cars. He was the first to provide custom car covers, floor mats, Porsche design products, AMG performance enhancements, and the first to build custom Suburbans and Lincoln Navigators. Andy sold the company 16 years ago, and today, Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories is back in the Cohen family. Their mission is the same as it was in 1975, to offer the highest quality exclusive accessories for new and high-performance cars and trucks, and enthusiasts. So, Andy, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Sure. Well, it started when I was three years old, and somehow I got this car gene. I don't know where it came from because no one in my family was a car person. Uh But it just was something that I was consumed with from when I could see anything that was going on. So I just had this undying passion for cars, hot rods at first. That was what I was first into. And I lived in New York, where it was very looked down upon to be a car enthusiast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long Island, and it was this was like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. What kind of freak were you to like cars? I mean, that, was, <laughs> that was horrible. So my first hot rod magazine in, in, uh, in 1957, and I started looking and dreaming about hot rods and California and and the Southern California lifestyle, which was uh, so completely different in New York. So I made a, a vow to myself that as soon as I could, I would end up in Southern California. Cool. And that's what I did. So when I was uh, 20 years old, I tried college. It didn't work for me. And 20 years old, I moved to California in 1967, all by myself. Didn't wow. know anyone, just came out here and figured out that I was going to uh, somehow do something with cars. Well, and what did you do? What did I do? Yeah. Well, I brought my hot rod out, my first hot rod that I built. That was a 31 Ford Victoria with a 327 Chevy and a four-speed that I drove on the street and drag race. So I brought it out here with me 
and started meeting some other car people in 74, bought an auto parts store in Beverly Hills. It was called Beverly Hills Auto Parts. It was just an old, greasy auto parts store. Hmm. But it wasn't Beverly Hills, so I, I bought that with a friend and then had the idea to start doing custom car covers. And I remember the day cutting out pictures and and putting together an ad in Hemmings Motor News. <laughs> that, was, that was our first ad, named it Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories. And that was the start of it. Wow. Well, it is so cool. It's such a wonderful story, and it's really what Cars Yeah is all about, is is car guys, car gals, figuring out a way to wrap their passion into their vocation. And in our pre-show chat, I mentioned to Andy that I was one of his very early customers. I bought a cover from him when I was in high school in the 70s, and then another one in the late 70s for the first new car I ever bought. So uh, our history goes way, way back, even though we really didn't know each other at the time. But uh, I love this story, and we're going to learn more about why you've come back to reopen, rebrand the name. But first, I always like to start with a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Andy, take the wheel. Well, I think the success quote for everyone, and I tell this to my kids and everyone I meet, you just have to do what you love to do, and mm. don't worry about money. If you figure out what are you going to what would you like to do every morning when you wake up, and figure out a way to get involved in that field, whatever it is, you're always going to be successful, and you're always going to be happy. Well, it's absolutely true, and I hear that from many of my guests. Uh, let's walk through just a little bit of how that's worked for you, because you started Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories, and you built that company up as a catalog venture, and you sold it, and then you started doing some other things with cars, right? Yeah, so it was always, I mean, different things, but always in the same field. So I did things as having a showroom that sold late model exotic cars. I did things like producing the Father's Day Concord and Rodeo that I did for many years, car show every Father's Day. It's actually coming up in a few days, even though I'm no longer involved with it. And then selling uh, my passion in cars that I collected myself was vintage Ferraris. So I've been doing that for many years. And along the way, I had a, I had a great collection of vintage Ferraris and vintage American cars and hot rods. So I've been in everything I've done my whole life is revolved around cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's brought you back to Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories, the brand, and re reintroducing this to the automotive enthusiasts of the world? What caused that to happen? Well, what caused it to happen is looking at, looking at in the last, probably since 2004, the explosion of high-end luxury brands. Mm -hmm. You have brands that didn't hardly, either didn't exist or hardly existed before then, such as Bentley. Bentley came out with a Bentley GT in 2004. Aston Martin started right around the time with the Vanquish. Maserati started getting serious in 2005. Lamborghini started getting serious in 2004. Right around that same time, all these dormant brands became, uh, most of them got bought up by big companies, uh, um, other high-end car manufacturers, and that I saw that business explode. And I looked around at these $75,000, $100,000 cars and said, God, there's really no one 
focusing on those cars with accessories. Mm-hmm. So that was really that was really what made me think about it. And I kept looking and looking and looking. And one company sold something for one brand, one company sold something for another brand. But there wasn't and isn't someone focusing on all those high-end brands. So that's what got me excited because I really didn't want to jump in where everyone else was. I wanted to jump in where I saw an opportunity in a niche. And I started looking and seeing that people still remember the Beverly Hills Motoring Accessory name. Um, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have started doing something like this, starting from scratch. And that's what got me excited about the concept. Ah, it's great. I love it. Great story. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talk about your passion starting at three and getting into hot rods, even though you're living in New York City where cars really aren't really looked at as uh, positive things, I guess I would say. But tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. Well, I knew I knew that I was a car guy when I was at uh, nursery school. Now they call it preschool, but you know, I was in nursery school. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they said, okay, kids, you have a choice. We're going to go on a little trip this morning. Do you want to go to the farm and look at all the animals? Or do you want to go to the corner of the school and watch the cars drive by? <laughs> So I, I, I guess I know what you picked. <laughs> and I was the only one in the class that said that. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. So toy cars, little cars, big cars. It was just I couldn't think about anything else. It actually, unfortunately, got me not to go to college because I, would, I actually went to college for, for like three weeks. And, and I just sat there drawing car pictures, and I just couldn't think about all these things and actually back then it wasn't important as it is now to get a college education mm-hmm. um, but that, that was it I couldn't I couldn't really think about anything else and I just had my mind set on California chasing cars I love it <laughs> what I'd love to do now Andy is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down or talk a little bit about a huge challenge or a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career and why this is so important is more to do with how you overcame that particular situation and of course what did you learn from it my experience with failure was a few years after I sold the company and I was in the business of selling late model exotic cars Ferraris Lamborghinis Porsches and when the economic downturn hit in 2007, the business stopped. I mean, overnight, the people that were buying the cars that I was selling stopped buying them. Mm. And it was a matter of a few things. It was a matter of some of them just didn't have the money anymore. And the other ones that did have the money felt really strange buying a car like that when they were laying off their employees or closing their business. Yeah. So it wasn't that people didn't have the money anymore. It was just the image. The image in 2007, 2008 of driving an expensive car, I'm looking at it and saying, no one's going to ever want these cars again because it's just just the wrong image. Everyone's going to want cars like Priuses. So, and that went on for a few years. And that was a definite eye-opening thing. So what am I going to do? My business has stopped. So then I sat back and said, well, I'm not going to go sell medical equipment or pipes or anything like that. I have (laughs) to still do something with cars. So I went back, and I had been from the beginning of Beverly Hills Motoring, a collector, and I had a really, over the years, really nice collection of of, uh, 
finished Ferraris, finished Mercedes, and I said, you know, I think that that's maybe somewhere to to go because if you look at these cars as long-time investments and you look at the curve of how the cars have risen, the right cars' values have risen since they were new, mm-hmm. that's really something I can go to people and say, yeah, the economy is bad and your business is bad, but put money in something that is going to have future value. So that's what I did. I started mm-hmm. doing that slowly, and that worked out very well, supplying people with cars that are good investments. Yeah, well, it's a classic pivot in business where things change, environments change. Many times, nothing you did wrong. It just happens. And how are you going to move and pivot and and fall into a new market? And that's great. I love that story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Could you share one of those career aha moments that happened to you? It's a, a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea or a new direction you had in your career. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, that was really the reincarnation of Beverly Hills Motoring. Mm. When I was doing doing very well in the vintage car business, that still continues today, and I just looked and here's the internet, here's competition, here's all these different companies doing well in the automotive field. And then I looked and said, aha, no one is doing what I used to do. <laughs> so, so why don't I look into that again? And and that's what I did. And that's been, this is the culmination of, of um, a few years of thinking about it and deciding I wanted to do it with uh, one of my sons who is very passionate about automobiles, but I had to wait for him to grow up because he was only 14 when I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. So, so now he's grown up. He just got admitted to USC Business School, and he's a car freak like I was, yeah. except with a different uh, different um, background technology and all the, and the Internet experience. Sure. So that was, that, was, that was my moment. Very cool. That's your son, Kevin, is that right? That's Kevin, yeah. Yeah, Kevin, great. Oh, awesome. Very fun story. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, really, my my proudest career moment was really showing a car at Pebble Beach. Mm. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was it. This was, this was in 1992, and I had bought a 250 short wheelbase California Spider Ooh. from Hollywood Sports Cars that was owned almost from new by James Coburn, the actor. Oh, you had that car. <laughs> I had that car. So I bought that car from them. Well, it was, this is really interesting. So at the time, I, I went, it was at Hollywood Sports Cars, which was the Ferrari dealer at the time in Hollywood. And I went there and looked at the car, and I didn't like the guys <laughs> that ran that dealership. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm, I, they really got me upset. I said, I'm I'm not going to buy that car. So a few months later, um, a month later, I'm in Hawaii with my girlfriend on the beach, and she said, what happened to that California spider? That's unusual for a girl to ask a question. Like <laughs> yeah. So I said, ah, I didn't like those guys. She said, listen, you're buying the car. The guys aren't coming with the car. Yeah. <laughs> Go buy the car. Great advice. <laughs> Great advice, right? Again, very unusual for a woman. So yeah. I went back there and and bought the car. And it actually ended up being very good friends with the owners, Chick and Chris Vandegriff. Mm-hmm. And um, and they took me to the Ferrari factory, on and on and on. So I bought the car, and I took it home, 
and I think it was it was two hundred two hundred thousand dollars at the time, which was a lot of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. So it was probably like a ninety one. So it was a lot of money. So I brought it home, and my car detailer that worked on my cars for years, just detailing them, said, Andy, I want to restore this car for you. And I said, well, not degrading your abilities, but you're a car detailer. Yeah. <laughs> so I need, like, the best restoration guy because I want to take this car to Pebble Beach, mm. and I want to do well. Yeah. So he said, well, here's what I can do. This part I can do myself. This part I can send here. This part I can send there. Trust me, I can do it. Mm. So I said, okay. So he took a year to do it and rolled the car out on the lawn in 1992. And I decided to paint it black because I like, I like black mm-hmm. cars. And I rolled it out there and everyone looked at it. Wow, this is a beautiful restoration. Which restoration shop did this car? <laughs> yeah, my detailer. And, <laughs> and I said, ah, I'm not even going to tell you because you won't know him. And the, the guy said, don't tell anyone who I am. I don't want anyone to know anything who's a little bit of a nutcase so <laughs> the car scored 99 points and i got to drive over the ramp nice very that nice. Way. and i had a broken leg from a motorcycle accident uh, previously no more motorcycles for me mm-hmm. so i yeah. was there on i was there on crutches and drove my car and on the ramp and it was that was really career car high yeah, yeah. Of oh, all time. That was a, just that was that was amazing. What that a great was, story. Thank you for sharing that. What fun. Well, you may have answered my next question about having a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle and perhaps you could share a memory you have with that car? Uh my first special vi- vi- vehicle was the first car that I built. I actually built a car myself when I still lived in New York, so it was in the mid 60s. So I bought a 31 Ford Victoria, and with a friend of mine, we uh, completely redid it, put a Chevy 327 and a four-speed and a Ramlog 2.4 manifold, and I drove it on the street and raced it at New York National Speedway. Oh, wow. That, that was kind of it. That was like, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> I yeah, love it. So, you know, it turned to 12s and a quarter mile. I'd drive, I'd drive it to the racetrack, uncork the headers and do that so that was that was uh really my first big highlight but just inspired me more to move to california yeah and we went on a we went on a uh trip i think when i was 18 or 19 a family trip came out to san diego san francisco los angeles and i saw these cool cars driving around the street <laughs> your bit <laughs> oh, sunset boulevard oh, that yeah was it. that was it for you <laughs> you're a socal man very cool well, this next question might be a little tough because you've bought and sold so many cars, but is there one car in particular that you really wish you had back in the garage? Mm. Yes, one car in particular was in, well, the California Spider is one of them. I think that's really the most beautiful car of all time. Unfortunately, at a time that someone offered me too much money for it, I sold it. But the ultimate car was I had one of the 10 275 GTB for Nard Spiders. Ooh. That they made only 10 of these cars, and I bought it in the early 90s for a lot of money and sold it for five times. And a few years later, sold it for five times what I paid for it. Yeah. And thought, wow, 
what a score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now... Yeah. Uh. And now, two years ago, one sold a Pebble Beach for $27.5 million. Uh, I know. You know, I write a weekly blog, and the one that went out today was just about that issue and how cars are just skyrocketing and how do you know what to buy and when to buy. So I understand. Right. But but I yeah, I did well, so I... All the, all the cars that I had and sold, I, ne- I really don't look back. I just look forward. I wow. look forward to. So I had the cars. It was wonderful. I enjoyed them, and and uh, everything is good. Because look how many people can't say that. So I just look forward. Yeah, you got to own those cars and you got to drive yeah. them and enjoy them. I so that's very cool. Cars. I got to drive them. I got to put them on my Beverly Hills Motoring Accessory Catalog cover because they were all. They yeah, were all on the I remember covers. those cars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were all covered. At various times, and it's just I just look at it and say that was now I have new challenges. I have three wonderful children, and everyone's healthy, so I, I don't look back <laughs> at that. I just look forward. Absolutely, there's a great quote by the the great Formula One champion Ayrton Senna: "The past is just data. I only see the future." Uh, so I always remember that when I think about cars I've let go that I wish I still had. I think that's a life lesson for mm-hmm. everyone yes always I mean, look at looking back does nothing and waking up every day and being positive about the opportunities that are presented is the only way to just stay positive move ahead and, and be happy because whatever's ahead is always going to be better than what was behind there you go are there any current projects you're working on right now that really have you excited and fired up um i actually have a very interesting 32 ford roadster that was on the cover of Hot Rod Magazine in April of 1959. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So it's beautiful, uh, black, full-fendered, uh, early fuel-injected Corvette motor. And I am doing a complete ground-up restoration on that for the next time those cars will be shown at Pebble Beach and he nice. will be there. So Nice. Uh, yeah, so I went from like my black California Spider and this is black 32 Ford Roadster. <laughs> Very cool. I can't wait to see that on the lawn. That'll be great. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Andy. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? And this isn't about the kind of car you wish you were. It's how you perceive yourself. Well, if I was a car, I would want to do something to make people smile mm. and make people happy. And and I, I kind of uh, think about that all the time. I actually have that with my black 1940 Ford Woody mm-hmm. that... I still have 41 years after I built it. Wow. And I, I just did a complete ground-up restoration. It's on my, oh, we used to use it for picking up car covers from the car cover factory and back to the showroom. Mm-hmm. And I still have it, and I just relettered it with Beverly Hills Motoring on the side of it. Nice. And and, uh, and everywhere you go in that car, people smile. Mm. It makes people happy. Yeah. Well, and that's the picture we'll have on your show notes page at the Cars Yeah website, so people yeah. can go there and see that. So, Andy, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt 
400 amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Andy, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Okay, the best automotive advice I've ever received was from a, from a longtime Ferrari collector named Greg Garrison. His fame was he produced the Dean Martin show in the 50s. Mm. And he was a person that knew Enzo Ferrari and got cars directly from Enzo Ferrari and very enthusiastic Ferrari collector for years until he died a few years ago. And he said to me, whenever you buy a vintage car, Spend more money and buy the best one you can. I had Bruce Meyer on this show, and his comment was, cry only once, but buy the best. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine as well. Yep. And and we share that. You yeah. Buy, buy the best car. Pay more money. People can think you're stupid. Let them think you're stupid. Yeah, because it'll pay off in the end. Would you share yeah. one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? My personal habit, I think, is... Go to sleep early, wake up early, yep. be fresh for for the day ahead, work out in the morning, give you energy for the rest of the day, and just keep a positive attitude. Great advice. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Maybe it's a website or a blog you get, a, a supplier, an app? So what, what I do every morning when I wake up is I read online, of course, a bunch of newspapers, and all of the daily blogs that are automotive-related that come out every day, there's an Auto Week one, there's a Jalopnik one, um, there's, there's Autoblog, and I look at all those every morning because that is timely. Those are timely blogs and sites that tell you everything automotive that happened while you were sleeping. <laughs> there you go. Yep, I do the same. Is there a book that you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy reading? Well, my favorite book was the Steve Jobs autobiography. Mm. Yeah. Um, because to me, he has changed so many businesses mm-hmm. in the United States and around the world with the products he made. And I'm a true Apple aficionado with a iPad and iPhone, two MacBook Airs, and everything everything yeah. make except for an Apple Watch. I can't get into that. But just his... <laughs> Just his passion for life, his attention to detail. I mean, he would make the inside of a computer look just as nice as the outside, even though no one would see it. Yes. And and, and that's the way, like, certain automobile restorers are like that. We don't care if, if the judge isn't going to see this part. And that passion for him, he changed the cell phone world. He changed the music world. He changed the retail world. Yes. Because up until the Apple stores, there was nothing. Everyone was buying their computers online. So he yeah. kind of rejuvenated retail. 
Yes. In, in a sense. So that guy and his passion for everything he did is amazing to me, and I admire everything that he did, except for one thing he didn't do, which caused him to die. He did not listen to his doctors. Yes, so, oh, I know. Doctors, Heartbreaking. You know, yeah. But, I mean, imagine he, he died at such a young age. So that's that's kind of a lesson for people, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've uh, drunk the, the apple juice as well. I love Mac products, so I'm right there with you. Listeners, you can find links to all these resources at carsyad.com slash Andy Cohen. All right, Andy, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy, especially for someone who's had so many spectacular cars like you have. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and you can't sell this to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick's off the table. But money's no object, so I'll buy you whatever you'd like today, anybody's car. What would that one vehicle be and why? It will be my black, didn't take me long to figure that one out. <laughs> It'll be my black show with this California Spider Ferrari because in my mind, that's the ultimate, most beautiful car in the world. Ah, uh, yeah, they are special for sure. Andy, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. Welcome back, Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories. It's so exciting and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the coast highway in that California spider? Well, my parting word would be do what you love. Love your family, and no matter how busy you are, pay attention to them because that's very important. And just be happy, be positive, and everything will turn out right. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your business? The best way is to visit our website, which is beverlyhillsmotoring.com, and and uh, see our great products. Call. There's, there's places on there to call or text. We even have text on our website. No one has that. <laughs> nice. Yes. And um, just just uh, give me input and let me know anything, any particular product you'd like to see that you don't see, and just check out the website, and there'll be a blog on there every day as well. There you go. Listeners, again, you can find links to everything Andy's been so kind to share with me today at carsyad.com slash Andy Cohen. Just put Andy in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with links to his site and everything we've discussed. Andy, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.